Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate, and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Kathy Morrissey is the CEO of The Renovation College, teaching entrepreneurial renovators how to renovate properties using a business system that creates profitable returns. Kathy teaches you to throw out the old way and learn the new way to having more, being more, and doing more. Wow, that is very intriguing. <laughs> Today, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Kathy Morrissey of the Renovation College. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you so much, Amanda. Now I feel like I've got a lot to keep up with you. <laughs> live up to. Well, everybody's on the edge <laughs> of their amazing. seats. Thank we you. all we all want to learn how to have more, be more, and do more. I really yes. love that. I think you're you're hitting all those nails on the head there. Yes. Now. <laughs> I came across you, Kathy, and I know a little bit about your system. And when I saw it, I thought, this sounds like it's perfect for Strata. Yes. And I said to you, come on the podcast, let's have a chat about it. I think our listeners are really going to love hearing about this. So I'll ask you, first of all, to tell us a little bit about what that system is. And assuming you agree with me, why do you think it's perfect for Strata owners who are looking to add value to their home or their investment? Yeah, so let's talk about the system to begin with and then I'll go into how it can help strata owners. So the system um, began for me uh, way back in 1996 when I purchased an old house Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things about purchasing an old house is that you need to think outside of the square because um, in this case my house was heritage listed so there's a certain criteria that we must meet for the heritage listing Then there's also a certain part of what parts of this era should I keep Mm. and what parts can I modernise it so that a real family of today can actually live here and enjoy it. Mm. And like all old buildings, it had, you know, all of these different add-ons and tack-ons and there was that many different centuries it wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) But it gave me a really good sounding board and a grounding for where to get started in the whole renovation thing. Now, I kind of wasn't new to the whole turn something old into something new idea. I'd been doing that for a very long time, but not on this level. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I started, right? That was my school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what happened was, as I was kind of researching and starting to learn more about this property, I started to think, So if I renovated this, how do I renovate it for someone that's outside of me, Mm -hmm. right? So what does that mean? A renovator is a person that is there doing the work, but the renovated house is a person that actually wants to buy a finished product. Mm -hmm. So it's two different people, Mm -hmm. right? So if I renovate for me, I'm likely to renovate on the mindset of someone that's turning something old into something new. But a person that's buying this home, that's not their thing at all. Mm -hmm. They're actually probably looking for the whole romantic in this particular house's case, you know, two-storey, late 1800s, beautiful, you know, English garden, you know, with a lovely veranda and all the finishes of an old home. And so there's that and how much money are they willing to pay? 
So that actually was the journey that I then embarked on. And I did a lot of research in areas for people that, you know, were wealthy. I looked at what they did differently to kind of the average person. And then I put a lot of that knowledge into that home. And I would say that I spent three to five years researching and understanding the marketing Mm -hmm. because I knew it was sell it one day. That was not questionable. But would I sell it for the same price as everyone else or would I sell it for a better than average price? Mm -hmm. And in 1996, this wasn't really a common conversation at all. Today it's very common. We Mm -hmm. see the block and, you know, there's so many shows and so on that are teaching ordinary Australians about renovations. But maybe what they're not teaching them is how do you do it effectively to the right market Mm -hmm. within a budget and get a better than average result. So from that house, I will quickly jump to the end and say that that house made a profit of over $400,000. Wow. About 200 more than the average, and it wasn't the only late 1800s building in the area. There was more. And Amanda, this was the best part. It still had a 1970s kitchen and a 1950s bathroom. Interesting. So what did we do that was different? Mm. Um, So the first thing was the targeting, right? We really looked at who we would be wanting to sell this to. And the second thing was, how do I save money? And the third thing was, I know it's, um, you know, very popular to run out there and grab a new kitchen or a new bathroom or whatever, but is the person that's buying my house, is that really what they want? Mm. And in my mind, that was a conflict, I don't think somebody that lives in a late 1800s building really wants a 2016 or 17 or whatever year, you know, year kitchen. Mm. So that was my learning curve, right? That was really the thing that I had to understand because we live in a, this chuck away world, mm. you know, like, oh, that's an old, you know, bathroom. It's a 1960s bathroom. Let's throw it out and start again sort of thing. Yep. But the truth is people love that. Mm. Right there, you have a whole world of people out there that love vintage and retro and you know certain eras, yep. Right, so that's how I started, mm. and then I started to do it with other houses because I thought, is this something you can repeat? So I worked one to one with people, and I can guarantee you that you can do this in any era house. The trick is to really understand the research part of your area, mm. your era, and who will buy this home off you. Mm. Right, those are the three most important things. It is not, you know, what new kitchen you put in there or what flooring or, you know, whatever little fancy thing that somebody's selling you on the TV at the moment. It's none of those things, right? If you understand all of the other part first, they tell you what they want. Mm. And how do you see this translate across to Strata, Kathy? Okay, so let's talk about Strata for a moment. There's two things that are against you, right? On the exterior everybody's house has to look the same. Yep. So that's one, number one. And on the interior, I don't think you're allowed to blow your nose unless you have to. (laughs) Well, yes, perhaps some owners here in New South Wales might say that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm exaggerating slightly. But yes, you're right. You can't do anything that's going to impact the common property unless you have uh, the consent of the owner's corporation. And these days that consent can come in various shapes, sizes and levels. Uh, But yes, if you're doing something that's going to impact the common property, you need to go to your owner's corporation and have a chat to them about it. Exactly. So that's what you're up against, Mm. you know. Um, Well, to me, I thought, well, that's great. I love that. Because (laughs) everything that we had done in all of these properties, 
90% of the time there was nothing jackhammered or ripped out Mm. or replaced. Mm. It was actually refurbished, repainted, rejuvenated Mm. and turned, you know, kept its little, let's say it's 60s, um, you know, retro look, Mm. actually just updated with paint and colour and, you know, the right furnishings and so on Mm. and just doing a little few things different. Now, in the very picture that I'm looking at behind you, you have a painted wall, Mm. right? Yep. Great. If you have a strata building that might have a brick wall that you want to modernise it because a brick wall looks like it came out of the 80s or something like that, Mm -hmm. paint it. Yep. Right, paint it. Yep. You're not affecting anybody else in that building. Mm -hmm. You've now actually made your property unique. Yep. Because everyone else is still hanging around with that 1980s brick wall or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and you have something that's just stepped out of 2017. Mm. I really love this concept, Kathy. And it's interesting that when you were talking about your earlier house, you left the kitchen and the bathroom intact. And so often we see investors, investors in Strata buying into these 1960s walk-ups and they're looking for the old kitchen, the old bathroom and thinking, hey, I can rip those out and there's some money to be made here. It's not all that expensive. And they buy it up thinking, yeah, we'll make a decent profit on that. They then face the bylaws, the strata manager, the owners' corporation, as you said, there's jackhammering, there's rewaterproofing. Mm. It becomes, and I have seen, I have had clients who've gone through this as investors and said, Amanda, I've been investing in property for years. I've been renovating. I've been profitable. And now I've encountered strata. And I had no idea <laughs> that I couldn't just rip out the bathroom. I couldn't just rip yeah. out the kitchen. Yeah. So I really love the, it's a breath of fresh air to me to hear from you, Kathy, that we can be doing this in strata. We can be investing and adding value in a way that doesn't necessarily involve uh, major works and we can do it with paint and as you say refurbish yep yeah so so what would happen I would imagine so I want to cover two things here with what you just said a lot Mm. of people with that concept of going to get something old and you know ripping it out whatever it's really because we've been taught that Mm. um the businesses and so on they're kind of sticking in that fashion and here's a new tile range you know it's sort of sold to us that Everybody must have this, right? So that's one thing, right? In our minds, we just automatically think, oh, my God, I just have to rip all of that out because it's horrible. Mm. But we've totally missed the fact that we've got something that we can preserve, number one, and number two, there's an exact client that would probably pay you $20 more a week because you left that 1960s bathroom in there. Mm. Sure. Right? So let's talk about a pink 1960s bathroom As for they a are, moment. Either pink or blue. <laughs> <laughs> pink or blue. So, so what I've done in a number of cases, and all of these products are readily available through Bunnings and, you know, places like that, is you can get tile paint. You can paint over those pink tiles. Mm. You can just maybe upgrade the taps or the handles or something simple. Mm-hmm. Make sure the repairs are done. You know, sometimes I've found when going into those types of, just use the bathroom for a moment, those types of things, they have a couple of leaks here or there. Yep. Fix all of that. Yep. Then just polish it up, right? Mm. Keep that whole vintage together. Mm. The kitchen, the same, exactly the same. You can get transformation bench top kits. Um, you can get tile paint. The cupboards, you know, as long as they're intact and they're still okay, mm. there's nothing that a little bit of elbow grease and, you know, paint will not make look amazing. Mm. Put some little bit modern handles on there, you know, and attract 
just the client that likes that. Yeah. There's two things. Your renovation will be chopped into to will be probably like ten thousand dollars instead of I don't know <laughs> fifty thousand dollars. That's mm. one thing. Even if you paid someone else to do all of that stuff, you know, it really is not that expensive. And the second thing is, I'll absolutely guarantee you, you will get more money in rent because mm. you're attracting just the client that is looking for that type of thing. Yep, it's fresh, it's clean. And do you find there's a trend at the moment for that retro look? I mean, I'm, I'm not all that trendy, so I, I won't presume, but are you seeing that with your clients? Well, and- honestly, I've lived in a world since, um, so I don't want to give away my age, but, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but since I was very young, we're <laughs> extremely young, like <laughs> a child, <laughs> a baby. where there's always been, there's a certain market yeah. that actually loves that. Yeah, sure. Right, And I'm talking about you know, maybe 35 years that I have been seeing people upcycle furniture, cars, you know, that's where I started. My, my ex-husband and I, no kidding, to make extra money, we used to do up old cars. Oh, wow. And, um, and that's where it started. And then we did furniture and then we went into houses. Oh, I love it. You know? Yeah. So um, it's always been there, Amanda. Mm-hmm. There's always a niche market that likes yeah. that. Right, and that's the first thing that we need to do with our investors is to just retrain their minds that you don't have to rip out everything yep. and, um, you know, try to sort of turn your 1960s into 2000s. Mm. You don't have to do that. You, you can just take care of that vintage, stay within the strata, save a truckload of money, yep. still charge a little extra per week rent because mm. you've just given them something nice and clean and fresh and what they want. Mm. I love it. I'm excited. Now tell me this, how do you find that market that you're talking about? You you mentioned it earlier that there is some research to be done and it's important to do it so you know that you're reaching the people who are going to pay you that little bit extra. Is yeah. that part of your system that you you teach how do we find these people that are a good match? Yeah, so that's the probably the trickiest part for most people that aren't entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur will really understand the whole target market thing. Yep. But for someone just venturing into this world, you know, because I actually think of property as a type of business, you mm, know, sure. you're not thinking of it like that, you've got it all wrong anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's at least my version of it. So how do they do that? I have to get them in tune with their property, their market, and often, Amanda, it's around their affordability. Okay. So what I found with, with some of the people, so can I tell you a little story, you know, Please, just about yeah. a, strata, a, a lady that I have in my group. Her name's mm. Tony, and she's actually done it three times in buildings like townhouses and stuff like that that have strata. Mm. And I'll explain why for her. She's a single woman and she can get loans in her area, which is in the Port Macquarie area, mm-hmm. you know, for units and townhouses and things like that, they're in her price range. Mm, Sure. So Tony already has her price range, but then she does this up, makes it look pretty, and the agent that sold her that original property, there's a good chance that he knows a lot more Tonys or people that like what Tony does, she just goes back to him with her renovated property Mm. and then together they work so that it's styled to suit that vintage, retro, you know, it's mm. everything. It's a whole thing. You put together mentally a picture of who's going to live here. Mm. And she's building her reputation there as well as I'm Tony, totally. this is the kind of stuff I do, this it's is what, what I, I like to do, this is what I sell. Yeah. And then the agent knows that he thinks, I've got the person for you, you've got to go to Tony. Yeah, I can see how all that would work quite so organically. That's it. 
Yeah. It's not really difficult when mm. when you kind of wrap your mind around you're just looking at real estate slightly differently, that's all. Mm, I love it. Now, we're all about solving problems on this podcast, Kathy. So have you got any any problems that you find your group comes across when they're dealing with renovations, whether it's strata in particular or homes and what are sort of the big things that are bound to crop up and how do we solve those when they do crop up? Yeah, okay. So for me, the biggest thing that I see people struggle with is their mindset, uh-huh. learning how to think like a business person Mm. because I mentioned earlier that there's plenty of shows on TV like The Block and, um, you know, I can't even think off the top of my head but there's a thousand of them, right? There's plenty of those things where it just looks magical, Mm. you know, where people come in and they do all of this work and they sell it and everything's amazing, you know. Mm. So people look at that and they go, oh, yeah, I can do that. And, by the way, anybody can. (laughs) But then we come down to – do you have a spare $50,000 to do a renovation? And they're like, oh, $50,000. And then all of a sudden all those fears start to roll into their mind, like Mm. what if I fail, you know, what if this doesn't work? And the only thing I can say is this, the more that you train your mind to focus on the business side of property, then the better you'll be. Mm. That would be the biggest problem that I see, period. Mm in anything that people do around property, Mm. you know. um, It is easy and let's be honest, it's a great Australian way to, you know, own houses and we love all of this. We love renovating, like really. (laughs) We do, yes. (laughs) So now we just need to say that's awesome but you need a little bit of business school too. Mm, So, yeah, so so what I've done in my course is I've added that into that. Mm, So we talk a lot about the money. Mm. Before anybody does anything, it's all about the money and there's a lot of conversations and there's a lot of pre-work. So, so mm. yeah, that's the biggest problem. Is it solvable? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, it's just a matter of really just understanding that there's two things to learn. Mm. There's the whole property thing and then a bit about business. Mindset is often the start of any valuable endeavour, I would say. Uh, and it's, yeah, and I'm glad that you're, you're talking about that when it comes to property and development. And um, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's bigger, you know, a renovation, really. I just said that was small, really, mm. in the grand scheme of property. Twenty or fifty thousand dollars is not a lot of money, mm. but you just mentioned a development. Whoa, that's a truckload of dollars, yep. you know. So you really need to have that business hat on. Mm. I love it. Now uh, we probably have many listeners who, like me, Kathy, are sitting here uh, getting very excited about these ideas, <laughs> thinking I'm going to be on uh, realestate.com looking for these uh, 1960s bathrooms and kitchens. And, I'd and, be so uh, happy if you did that. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell me your story, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but what should we do if we're thinking about? All right, I'm, I'm liking the sound of this. It's something I want to explore. What's the next step for our listeners who are thinking that? Okay, so I'm a big believer in education, right? Mm. Yes, I do sell education, but I am a big believer that if I wasn't educated first in this stuff, I would probably be not speaking to you today. Mm. So I would definitely say that whether you want to do it yourself or not, it doesn't matter. I'm not here to judge, you know, where you choose to learn. Mm. But you do need to learn, Mm. okay? And so spend some time researching your area, The type of house that you personally, it's in your budget and you're going to be working on, Mm. who the buyer is and how do you make money out of that? Yep. 
because again, renovating can just seem so exciting. Mm. You, you know, let's go out and turn this thing and make it amazing. Mm. But that's not going to sell for the best price. That may not get you a return on your investment, you know. Just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's profitable. Mm. You really have to understand all of those numbers, you know. So for me personally, I I was I kid you not, I really did spend three or so years just studying something that was outside of me. Mm. So I'm going to assume that everyone else is the same. You know, they don't already know this, so we need to study it, okay. That's what I would say. I have a course that if you're interested in it, you can do it for Strata or Homes or anything like that. We're running the course probably in about November mm-hmm. and it's this, this sort of a self-learning part, so that means they can jump in any time. But then we also run group calls and there's a group that's there all the time. So even if you did a course today and um, you weren't renovating for six months, it doesn't matter. You can just jump in any time and mm. ask questions or put your property in there or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And so that's so, a purely online course, Cathy? Yeah, everything's yep. online, yeah. Yep. So all of my students are all over Australia. Mm. I do have a, a section in the beginning for different states because Great. there's different building codes and things like that and mm. everybody needs to make sure that they stay within the law. So mm. yep. there's a little bit of that in the beginning, yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Well, we'll get the link to that course and put it in our show notes so that our listeners can go over and check it out uh, over to yourstrataproperty.com.au and you'll find this episode with Kathy. Scroll down and you'll get the link to Kathy's course. Awesome. Now, Kathy, I want to know what books have had the greatest impact on you and why? Well, I'm going to tell you there was a mentor and the, and his book. <laughs> I read his book first, but his name's Bob Proctor. Has mm-hmm. anybody heard of the movie The Secret? Yes. Yes, I'm sure you have. Come on, everybody has. If <laughs> yes. you haven't, you haven't lived, okay? <laughs> okay, so he's in the movie The Secret mm-hmm. and he's the Canadian that actually starts off the beginning of that whole mm. DVD. Yep. Um, now, well before I saw The Secret, I found – Bob online Mm. and I really loved his teachings because he talks about universal laws and he talks about, you know, why things are the way they are. Anyway, I really loved Bob. In 2010, I had the opportunity to go and spend seven days in Canada with him and I did a course with him. I loved it. It was amazing, yeah. And um, I think it changed my life. I really do because I had a lot of faith in myself before but I didn't really understand why things work the way they do, you know. Mm. And uh, when you're just with yourself, you can work at your own pace. Mm. If you work with other people, you kind of need to speed it up <laughs> you know, so that you can help them more, mm. right, because mm. that's it. Their problems are not going to be the same as yours. So all of that, and Bob does have a book which is called You Were Born Rich, mm. right? Actually, I might find that link for you and send it to you, Amanda, yep. because um, Bob actually gives it away on his website. It's oh, okay. a PDF book that you, you can get for free. Yep. It really talks about who we are, how we think, and if we don't like the situation that we currently are in, it gives you that opportunity to take some steps to learn how to change it. Mm. So that's he's my hero. Yeah, fabulous. Thank you for sharing that, Kathy. I It's been a long time since I've watched The Secret and it's, it's funny. It's, see, it's a, the laws of attraction. It's funny how things work out. I've only just been thinking recently that I'd love to go back and watch it. Go back um, and watch because it. Because it is something that does feature very strongly in my life that I think about what I've achieved and where I am and how I've got here and those decisions that yeah. I've made, the mindset that I've had. And it's such a powerful thing to share with others, those kinds of resources, that teaching, totally. that understanding 
understanding uh, and can really give you a great deal of direction, good direction Absolutely. in your life. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to say this to any homeowner or any person, I think it works in property too. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I truly believe if you have the right energy around your yourself, what you're doing, you're passionate about it, you know, you're thinking about how you can help someone else. And that's what I said. If people learn to change their thinking towards who's going to live here mm. rather than I think or I like or whatever, you know, just drop that. Just think about the person that's going to live there, even if it's a rental. Mm. Because if you can connect to that, I'll guarantee you you'll earn more money in property in anywhere in life because it. it's a win-win, you know, yep. yeah. Love it. So I'll send you the link to Bob's book. Yeah, please do. We'll throw that one in the show notes. Yeah, now, we're definitely. about to wrap up, Kathy, but please let us know how our listeners can contact you and if you want to add anything else before we say goodbye. So they can jump over to www.therenovationcollege.com.au and they can check out the whole site there. I'll give you the other link to the course and so on. I'll, I need to send that to you. Fabulous. But, you know, they can go and check it out and, you know, have a look at a few case studies. There's plenty of those over there. And I think that's always good if you're new to this to, mm. you know, go and see um, what other people are doing. With that course, what has unfolded, there's a lot of people that love property, mm. you know, like hands down they love it. And it might not just be renovating. They might love styling or interior designing or w- whatever the case may be. What I found was a lot of people did the course, they went and did some renovating and whether it's a house or a strata or it doesn't matter, and um, they take it to the next level and create their own business from it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's something that I think is really cool, you know, because life really should be about doing something that you love and you're passionate about. Mm. And if you can do that and learn a skill, you know, and take it to the next level, good for you because mm. your life will always be amazing you know you'll be able to wake up and do what you love every day fabulous isn't that the dream (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time today kathy i know you're a busy lady you've got a lot on the boil and i'm looking forward to what's coming next so thank you so much for having me no worries bye thank you for listening to your strata property the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?